On this episode of the Advanced Foundations Podcast, Free Indeed is a journey to wholeness and healing as you walk in the victory of all Christ paid for at the cross. We're going to start with setting our mind on right things. Uh, Turn to the next page and Romans 8, 5 through 8 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, for those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. For then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Now right in the middle of that, it says to be carnal or fleshly minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. I can assure you that the devil knows that verse. And he knows, remember, he comes to kill, steal, and to destroy. But God came that we, Jesus came that we might have life and might have it more abundant. So real simple. It's like that same thing. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. How does he do it? Getting your mind set on negative things. Because he knows that's going to produce death. Jesus came that we might have life and might have it more abundant. And how does he do that? Having your mind set on the Spirit. The Spirit and spiritual things will produce life. Negative things and the fleshly things will produce death. So what he's always, the battle that's going on, I've said earlier, the battle is in the mind. The mind, he is after your mind. And what he wants to do, if you look up here, what he's he's trying to do just in the natural, what he wants to do is take your head like this and just... He wants to turn you to thinking negatively and basically focus all about you. When you're caught, when everything in this world centers around you, it produces death. And it's going to produce death because everything's about who, what somebody didn't do, what should have done, what they could have done, what I can't believe they did this. It's all about me. It's a dead end. Remember, it says that rivers of living water are to flow out of our belly. The streams of God make glad. I mean, that, that's what we're supposed to be, not a pond. You ever been on a pond that has no inlet and outlet? It gets stagnant and it gets putrid. And that's exactly what happens when we get everything's about me. So the enemy knows that. He knows that if I can get you thinking about negative things, about what's not happening, should have happened, could have happened, if he can get you, get you, doing like this to where it's all about me and about what's not happening to me and what somebody should have done and I can't believe this is going on, I'm going to tell you, it's going to produce death. And he knows that. And what God is saying is, look, the mindset on the Spirit is life and peace. What does that mean? Well, it means I, got to, I am responsible for my thought life. Now, if that's where to take thoughts captive through the obedience of Christ, you can't do it if you don't know the Word. God will tell you one thing. The enemy will tell you another thing. Well, if you don't know what the Word says, you won't know what's true. When the enemy comes along and says, God doesn't love you, I know that's the life from the pit of hell. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life because I know those scriptures. He loved me when I was still a sinner. He is love. God is good. So the, the enemy can't talk me out of that. Because I know what the truth is. When those negative thoughts come in because of something that didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen, or something, some failure, 
or some tragedy in, in life, I'm not caught and go, oh my gosh, you know, I can't believe God doesn't love me. No, because I realize that, wait a minute, that is, that's, that's a lie. I know God loves me. I mean, we live in a fallen world, and there is still sin, and there's still death, and there's still hurt, and there's still pain, there's all that kind of stuff. But I, I don't have to be subject to that. But the point is that the devil knows that verse. He's going to do everything possible to get you thinking on negative things. So this is what happens. God is wanting us to get the Word of God, and He wants us to aggressively and actively not let your mind wander and go into those negative areas. Colossians 3, 1 through 4, says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also appear with him in glory. that amazing? I mean, you talk about what a... What an amazing passage. He's just saying, look, if you were raised with Christ, then you need to seek those things which are above. That's where Christ is. He's sitting at the right hand of the Father. And Ephesians tells us that we're seated in heavenly places with him. So, wow, you're talking about a different perspective. When all the only perspective you have is just here looking around, it's not a very good perspective. A story in the Old Testament of Abraham and Lot. They began to have so much prospering that they were having problems. And so God said, separate. And so Abraham said, Lot, we, we need to separate. You need to take your herds and your herdsmen and you go, and I'll go to the other place. You pick. And I mean, Lot's, if you've ever been to Israel, he's up there looking around. He goes, oh, I'll take the valley. I mean, it's beautiful and productive. And the hillsides are just pretty well rocky and not much growing on them. And I'm sure, you know, Abraham goes, well, that wasn't a very good deal. I mean, he's going to get all the good productive land, and I've got this. And what God told him said, lift up your eyes and look. And this is what we have the ability to do. We are not subject to things just in the natural. We have the ability to lift our eyes in the spirit and to see something beyond what we're seeing in the natural. Now, that's not easy to do, but you can do it because we have eyes of faith. So I don't have to just look at the natural and say, oh my gosh, all this, everything's bad in my life. He, no, he says, lift up your eyes and look. If we're seated in heavenly places in Christ, we've got a different perspective. You ever seen stuff from the air? From the air, things look a lot different than when you're on the ground. And so what he's saying is, is, look, you've got the ability because of what, because of who he is, we've got the ability to see from a different perspective. And there are some terrible situations. Some of you right here are going through some terrible things. You still got to get to God's perspective. Or what's your perspective? Because you're good and you love me. I tell people when things are going on in my life that don't feel good and the sure don't seem good, they don't feel like love. You know, I'll stop in a moment and just say, wait a minute. Okay, Lord, this sure doesn't seem good. It doesn't feel like love. So then I must be wrong because I know you are love and I know you're good. So help me to understand what's going on from your perspective. Because from my perspective, it doesn't feel good. 
and it doesn't look good. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I've got to go back over here and go, wait a minute, it's not God that's wrong, it's me that's wrong. I'm interpreting what's going on incorrectly, and I want to, I want to see from your perspective. And that's what God gives us the ability to do. He says, set your mind on things above. You have the ability. He wouldn't tell you to do it if you couldn't do it. You may say, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, that's why you got to go back to the Word. The battle is over the Word. I'm telling you, when Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds in the mouth of God, you got to realize he just told us exactly how to live. He gave us the key to overcoming the enemy. It is written, the Word of God. And I'm not talking about legalistically. I'm talking about experientially living the Word, realizing that He is the Word. He has overcome the enemy. Therefore, He's overcome every negative thing that could ever be. And therefore, I've got to continue to work into and through Him and His Word. So He says, set your mind on that. Philippians 4.8 says, finally, and again, I love this, finally, brethren, Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. You realize all those things are Jesus. I mean, that's really what he's saying. Now, meditate. You know, what, what does that mean? That means, do you understand that the concept of meditation is not like, we're talking about the transcendental meditation where you empty yourself. No, biblical meditation is that you are aggressively going over the Word. The context is like a cow, you know, has multiple stomachs and will chew and swallow and then regurgitate back up and sit there and chew on it, on that that they keep chewing on. That's what the concept is. You chewing on something that continually you know, you're chewing on it. Years ago, I would ask Dudley Hall, who we've looked to for years as oversight, i say, Dudley, what is God showing you? And he would tell me some things, and <clears throat> maybe a month or two later, I'd say, Dudley, what's God showing you? He'd say basically the same thing. I thought, hmm, I wonder if you guys put any time in the Word. You know, sometimes three or four months later, I'd say, you know, uh, Dudley, what's God showing you? And he'd sort of say, say the same thing. I'm going, hmm, I wonder if he's even reading his Bible. <laughs> didn't realize what he was doing. <laughs> Unlike me, who was reading it boop, 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 like schoolwork, uh, he was meditating on passages and on concepts and examining them from every angle. And what he and, <laughs> and what he would get would be a little bit different than what I would get. And if I, it took me a long time to realize, wow, that's what he was doing. So meditation, med- setting your mind on things is is examining the scripture. And, and the holistic area of who God is in every area. So it's, it's more than just reading the Word. You've got to get the Word. To use your hand as an illustration, you can always remember this. The, the way that you need to be hearing the Word, but <clears throat> faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God, but you're hearing the Word now. But the next level of growth really needs to be when you start reading the Word yourself. Reading the Word translates into study, and once you start studying the Word, more of the Word becomes flesh in you. Then when you start studying, it goes into memorizing the Scripture. Then you begin to get that Word where it works in you, and the last stage is meditating on the Word. 
We need all that. So just a casual listening to a sermon or watching something on the internet's good, but it's not going to really change your life. Uh, and so just reading the word will help. But when you start studying the word, and really there these these there are apps out there on these phones now, these computers that are free. You can study and look at all kinds of stuff. It's amazing what's available. There's no excuse for not knowing the Word of God. But I can tell you the battle is spending time in the Word because the enemy wants to try to get you out of that because it's a weapon that's mighty in God for pulling down all these lies. The truth will make you free, but a lie will keep you in bondage. So meditating on the Word is so very, very important. Isaiah 26.3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Romans 12.2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now, here's my point. You can reprogram your thinking. Because the Word of God in Hebrews says it's living and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. So when you come to strongholds and mindsets and patterns of thinking, the Word of God is more powerful than that. He's more powerful. And that's what you've got to believe. You've got to believe that heaven and earth will pass away, but that my Word will not. He says he watches over his Word to perform it. He doesn't watch over our words to good, but he watches over his. He said, my word never returns void without accomplishing what it was sent forth to accomplish and always succeeds in the manner in which I sent it. Why? Because he is the word. He's the living word. And so the battle here is really over your thought life and your mind. And the enemy is constantly trying to get you to think negatively, think wrong, get angry, have unforgiveness, open the door. He's over there knocking on that door, always trying to say, that you should go there. That's not right the way they treated you. And that's why the battle in the mind is you got to take those thoughts captive. You've got to stop that traffic. And you got to say, no, I'm going to choose to love. I'm going to choose to bless. I'm going to choose to do good. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to get angry. And if you get angry, then say, don't let the sun set on your anger. Why? Because you need to deal with it and not let it simmer. Deal with it. How do you deal with it? Forgive. You let them go. You let it go. And you just walk in that forgiveness. But we are we can be reprogrammed. That's why it says the, the Word of God to be transformed by the Word. It changes us. It literally does change us. So turn the page, if you don't mind, to page 62. And here's the, the last point I want to make here. Remember that the battle generally centers over the love and acceptance of Father, your identity as a beloved child of God, and our purpose of joining Him in the ministry of setting the captives free. That's what the enemy's after. He wants to keep you locked down in some kind of a position that he doesn't want you to know that God loves you. He doesn't want you to discover who you are in Christ, and he sure doesn't want you to discover the purpose for which you're here to represent Him, uh, represent God on earth. So he'll do everything possible to keep you so bound up in so much stuff that we're never able to get free. But the reality is, is that, listen, Jesus came to set us free. It's not something he's going to do. It's something he's already done. So everything we're talking about here 
is available to us now. It's not available because we do something good. It's available because he's good and he's already done something. So we can move into that. So I just want to, again, I want to finish in this session and just say, Lord, help us to really be students of the word and help us to believe the word because he really has given to us everything that we need. Man does not live by bread alone, but man does live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Father, we love you. We bless you. We thank you for your amazing love for us. As we are in you, you said to set our mind on things above. Lord, help us to be a people that pull down strongholds and shatter and destroy those areas that the enemy would try to use against us so we could be free. And then, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to help others. Lord, everything that you do in us, you do it so that we can be a blessing to someone else. So I pray, Lord, that you would expose the lies, help us to break them, and help us to discover the truth so we can believe it. Help us to, to leave here today with recognizing that while we the enemy's a liar, he's a father of lies, he's a deceiver, he's an accuser, but Lord, you have come that we might have life. You love us. You have the very best in store for us. But Father, we love you and we bless you and we just thank you so, so much. Help us to be a people that set our mind on things above. Help us to understand the battle of the mind. Help us to be aware that sometimes those thoughts are not from us, that the enemy gives us thoughts, and help us to to know the truth so that we can be free. Lord, we love you, we bless you, and we thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this timely message. Pastor Terry and Susan Moore had a life-changing encounter with the Lord in August of 1982. They opened their home to a Bible study, which turned into a church now located in Carrollton, Texas. They have never been the same and hope that you encounter Christ in a real way. For more, connect to jterrymore.org.